Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. My guest today is the longtime top assistant to Ed Froelich at the Quad City Times Big 7 Road Race. Now she's in the hot seat as race director for the 47th annual race on July 24th in Davenport. I'll be delving into all things Big 7 today with my guest. Welcome to the program, Michelle Juring. Good morning, Lance. Thank you so much for the invitation. It is an honor to be here and talk with our friends across Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. I know in 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 the past, uh, you know, the Central Iowa has not uh, done a whole lot with uh, with the Big Seven. Um, it's not uh, readily acknowledged uh, <laughs> uh, by uh, my former employer. Um, a lot of times, we didn't cover the race, um, but um, I. I know there's a lot of, uh, certainly a lot of uh, interest and, and uh, great tradition with this race. Well, thank you. This is our 47th year of the Quad City Time. Yes, we're, we've been here a while and we we plan to be here a lot longer and um, we are so excited for, for this year, for 2021. You have to be excited after last year was, it became down to a virtual race, Um, had to be disappointing after you know, your first year, you, you're thinking this is so exciting. Uh, I'm going to be the race director uh, by myself, everything I've learned from Ed. And then, and then the pandemic just messed everything up for you. Wow. It was, when I think back to that, um, that day in March, right? When the world of sports stood still, mm, yeah. I don't know that any of us truly knew what was coming. I mean, we, we had a little, you know, disappointment and as the sport of running, we reached out industry-wide and we, and we started talking. And at that point, we weren't really sharing best practices because there weren't any. But rather, um, I think just, just talking, what's going on, how do you think you're going to handle this? And it, it was hard. It was hard. But when we made the decision to go virtual, and I'm trying to think when that was, was it, um, I think it was May that we finally made the decision for us, it was almost a sense of relief because we made a decision. We knew we were able to have the race, albeit differently, but the spirit of Bix could transcend the globe as we always do, but virtually. But by doing that, we felt good. Then when we announced it, the reaction was not what we expected. And in hindsight, by the time we made that decision, to when we announced it, we, we had the opportunity to grieve. And I think that's a real word to use because it was hard. The race that we knew was not going to happen, nor were any of the races across the globe, right? In-person racing was not, was not possible, but we had time to process it. So when we made it public, it took a while for our participants to, to get where we were, but when they did, um, the, the support and response was nothing that we had ever imagined. It was huge. It was wonderful. And we ended up with, I'm looking here, almost 3,500 runners virtually. We had seven countries, wow. all 50 states. Our oldest competitors were 96 and 98. And our social media platform just blew up with pictures 
and stories. And by the time July rolled around, when we had our virtual race, it was, it was beautiful. I have no other word because we felt the, we felt the spirit of the race. We felt the joy in the community of people coming together, but they were apart. So we, we made it through and not just made it through. I think we celebrated the race um, better than we could have ever imagined. And that's, that is a testament to our participants, to our sponsors, and to the community here in the Quad Cities. That's a phenomenal number for, for a race uh, virtually. I, uh, I, I'm going to agree. And, we, and keep in mind that that includes kids as well. We have the Junior Bics on Friday, yeah. the Arconic Junior Bics. And we had... Um, smiling because I'm thinking back of the pictures because people would send us videos of, you know, homemade finish lines and their kids in their purple shirts running down the street. And we had YouTube videos of Jack Carey singing the national anthem. So people could hear that before they went or our publisher, Deb Anselm did the starting gun. So you had that feel of our race virtually. Yeah. And um, so it sounds like you, you've turned uh, lemons into lemonade last oh. year. <laughs> we uh, sure did. We yeah. sure did. <laughs> so you've got to be excited uh, that uh, I, I, I noticed, uh, I believe last month you said all restrictions are off. Now you're unlimited uh, number of uh, entrants because you had capped it at, uh, at 10,000 and now uh, anybody can enter now. Uh, how are your numbers yes. look? Yeah, yes, sir. Well, I'm, I'm going to pause and say that when, when we made our announcement back in April to have an in-person race, we had protocols set up. We had uh, worked with a crowd science expert, Marcel Altenberg. You may know who he is. He does um, rolling starts, for lack of a better term. He works with Chicago Marathon, Berlin. Um, he worked with Atlanta, Grandma's Marathon. Um, and that's what we had in place. Social distancing, wave starts, so that folks could come to our race and still feel comfortable. Followed CDC guidelines. We followed the direction of our medical and safety team here. And then as things changed globally as well as locally and still being in communication with our health and safety team, we realized restrictions could be lifted. So it was methodical. There was a process to it. Everything that decision that we made was intentional. And by June 25th, I believe, was the date that we said, we, we're going to rock and roll. Um, we felt good about that decision. And yes, at that time, we, we lifted the cap of 10,000. The only protocol we have in place, so to speak, at this time is that we are following CDC guidelines. If someone is unvaccinated, we ask that they do wear a mask in a crowded situation, not while they're running by any means, but perhaps before when they're lining up or afterwards after they've catched their breath and, you know, walking around the post-race party. Otherwise, Lance, it's going to look like um, any other big seven road race, which is yep. a huge party, a great race. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you uh, wanted to avoid was rolling starts because, you know, people would complain about that. And, and but now, you know, you don't have to worry about that. It's going to be, uh, be the same. Uh, were you kind of concerned with all these variants that have popped up and, and now the case is getting a little higher worldwide? That's a great question. As um, 
as a race director, I think we are concerned and, and worried about anything and everything because yeah. we care. Um, but I have to put my faith and trust in the medical and health and safety team that we have, and they guide us. And so while I'm aware, I trust the experts to guide us in the decisions we would make moving forward with that. Unfortunately, we're doing really well in Iowa and Illinois. So, um, so that's uh, nice to know. Um, so, it so, is. Uh, so this has got to keep you a, a, a little bit asleep at night. Uh, how much sleep are you getting uh, week before Big Seven here? Oh well, I want to. That's funny. Um, I drink a lot of water. Um, <laughs> we we still get our workouts in in the morning. Um, sleep really hasn't happened for a couple of months. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, and and that's a okay. Couple this okay. a couple months, right? And so you get used to it, right? Um, but we just keep plugging away. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) I should know this, what your other job is. It's on Facebook friends with you, but um... that's a, yeah. So actually, um, in 2018, when, um, I was named the incoming race director up until then, I worked as a children's and ministry director for St. Paul Lutheran church. And I did that for 11 years. Yep. And then. Oh, yes, that's right. Right. And so I was able to work with the BICs at the same time in a part time capacity. But stepping into this role, um, it is a full time year round job. So, yep. So right now I'm a race director. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a friend. And that's about all I can do right now. Because <laughs> I knew Ed, uh, Ed sold, uh, you know, State Farm Insurance on the side. Uh, yes. Uh, you know. Yeah. On the, when he was race director. So I, you know, I thought maybe you uh, did something else, but uh, yeah, good for you then. So well, thank um, you. <laughs> so uh, you, I, uh, you've just, you, you just told me you talked to Ed. Uh, what kind of, uh, what kind of advice did he give you? What, uh, what, what was the scope of that conversation? Oh my gosh. Ed is delightful. If anyone's ever had a chance to meet, meet with Ed and talk with him, he is he is the man. He's a myth. He's the legend. Um, yeah. 40 years. People may not know this, but 40 years he's been the race director. And yeah. our race is on its 47th year, right? So when he retired in 2019, phenomenal year, 47th anniversary. Then the next year, we have the COVID pandemic, right? It's like he so, knew it was going to happen. You know, he knew he was going out on top, didn't he? He planned that well. Yeah. Um, but he is... I tell you, he is, he is gracious. He is kind. He has so much information and all you have to do is ask. And he's, he's right there with giving his thoughts. Um, but then he's also quick to say, you do it how you think you should do it. And uh, I couldn't ask for a better mentor to, um, help guide how we continue to, to lead this race. Well, he's made so many uh, tremendous additions to the race over the years. I suppose you probably just uh, want to uh, continue with status quo, but have you, have you made any changes for this year? Um, have you done anything new? That's a great question. And you're right. When I, when I look at a race and all the, the, the additions, you know, the quick becks, um, the kids becks, um, the Brady Street sprints, all these additions to what was already a phenomenal race, is beat the, elite. beat the elite there you go right 
Um, the high school challenge. High school challenge. We've got the first responders challenge, the all city challenge. We have the top yep. local male and female runner. Um, right. Um, have I done anything n- new or different? I think Lance, I should know this. <laughs> I don't think that I have. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You probably got some ideas though for the future, right? Uh, where are you? Oh, always looking to um, right. Always looking to improve. On. Right. Well, always looking to improve and enhance the runner. Ex- you know, one thing we did add this year, and then I'm thinking back, we added a training challenge because in the beginning, um, okay. virtual races were still going on, and we knew right. that folks were out there training. So we added a walk run category or a multi-sport category i want to look back i think we had about 83 teams um pop in and it was over a six-week period you would just um upload your total miles and each week we had a team winner so that was fun we'll we'll do that again because it was a way for people to connect and stay moted with summer training spring and summer training yeah, because in the past you were pretty much just doing the Bix at six, and everybody would uh, show up for that. And but this right. is more uh, organized for sure, and people accountability there. Uh, it worked well. It worked well, down. right? And Bix at six, Bix at six runs still happen. Always a fun tradition here in the Quad Cities. Yeah, you did two nights of that. I thought that was one of the great things uh, to be able to run the course and have it protected. Uh, to get a feel of what you were going to have to face on race day. That was always one of my favorite things to do when I lived in Davenport. And, and I got to tell you, Lance, that is a testament to um, the city of Davenport providing that protection and our Absolutely. volunteers. The Corn Belt Running Club, um, phenomenal. We could not do our race without their help. And they um, are strong with their support and very encouraging. So many thanks to the volunteers that make that happen. All right. Um, I see you, uh, uh, your Beat the Elite runner um, is Doug Bolin, um, and he's, um, he's a, he, he works for Genesis Health Systems. Is that, uh, was he kind of handpicked for that, or, or, or uh, is it a lottery? Uh, how did... Uh, so because, Lance, uh, I'm going to, yeah. That's so phenomenal I'm gonna... that, uh, that, he, that he was chosen being, being in the health field, uh, which was so instrumental during the pandemic here. Absolutely. Uh, we, it, I'm looking at our website to, to get the exact wording that uh, a runner is chosen from, you know, at random. And I think there's a certain registration date. And, and then when we do that, we do look at times to make sure that who we choose, you know, and it's more than one, you know, we kind of go down the list to make sure that that person is available. And if it's something that they want to do, because it's, um, it is, it is a hard race. It's not a walk in the park by any means. And it's no secret that we look at your past finish times, look at your per pace per mile, and there's no sandbag. <laughs> you're you're going to run that race the, the way that you have, if not better. So Doug was a perfect fit. He is a competitor. He is an athlete. Um, he's a dad. And he's, uh, I think he's 53 years old. And you wouldn't wouldn't think that when you see them. And it's going to be a great race to watch. That is for sure. So for those who don't know, he is going to be given a head start on the, on the race. He's going to be put out on the course 
at a certain position, which you probably determined, um, if not now, certainly very soon. Um, maybe yes, after two final final. I can, I can tell you, two point four mile head start. Two point so four. Okay. Right. If you're familiar so, with the course, it's um the second telephone pole past Kirkwood Bridge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's very exact okay there so you go if he, so it's if he beats the lead man to the finish line he gets twenty five hundred dollars so and only five in the past have actually failed for, uh for this so it's been uh it's been a good uh thing for the for the runners they've uh they've won uh 12 and uh well, well 11 out of 16 so yes and i yeah. as i understand it if doug should win he's going to donate the $2,500 to the pediatric um, unit at Genesis Hospital, Genesis Health Systems here in Davenport, Iowa. That's what usually happens is they usually donate it to some great cause. Yeah. Right. And and again, that's a testament to our participants. We don't ask of that and we don't require it. That is something they they choose to do on their own. Yep. Um, So, um, I, one of the other, we, we, we kind of delved into Bix at six, but but the Brady Street sprints have really grown into, you know, I remember when it was just a male and female event, um, but now you got master's events, you got high school relays, you've got a whole night uh, coming up on uh, Thursday, July 22nd, where it's going to be on TV. Um, it, it's really grown into a big event for you. <laughs> it has, it has. The Genesis Brady Street sprints, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. on that Thursday night, and it's a 400 meter sprint. You start at the base of Brady and you finish kind of just before KWQC and where Palmer College has the walkway. The The streets are lined with people. It is exciting. Um, you're right. For for the average runner, we have eight divisions, men and women, you know, open uh, masters and such. Then we do have a corporate relay, yeah. which are, yep, our sponsors take part corporate. in. And then we have, yep. And then we have the high school relay, which is how we finish the event. And that doesn't give goosebumps. I don't know what will. That is exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's that's just a phenomenal event. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure the crowds come out for that one at, uh, on that final Thursday. They do. And, um, you know, being a, a track person yourself, you, you may remember Gary Roberson from Bettendorf High School, girls track coach, um, honors and kudos to him. He is the one, he and his team put that together along with the Cornbelt Running okay. Club. Well done. It is a well-run, exciting event. Um, so um, when, uh, when did this... Uh... First responders challenge starts. This is one that uh, uh, kind of uh, caught me unawares. Um, you got six member co-ed teams from the uh, the area fire, uh, EMS, sheriff, and police departments. They're going to compete uh, for cash prizes for their department. Um, when did that um, When did that get going? That was yeah. a great idea from one of our sponsors, Eric Dressing, with Premier Buick GMC dealers. Their group got together and said hey, we want to honor our first responders, and this is what we want to do. And great idea. So we we took it. Um, so 2019, I believe, was our first year. Oh, okay. Um, That's no, yeah. And um, it is. Yes, it is. And well-received. 
Um, again, you have, um, you have to have one member of the opposite sex as part of your team. And we offer one team per city. And it's, um, <laughs> we can't do the results right at the finish line because it takes a little, um, you know, tabulation to pull everybody, but that's some serious bragging rights with that one for sure. Do you have traveling trophies for that? Or we do. do. Have... Yes. Yeah. We have a traveling trophy. Yeah, do, do you have like a fire truck and a and a police car? For, <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you have for that? No, it is the it no? is the coronet. It is the the traveling oh, coronet. Yeah, and that's uh, people might know that um, that's from the uh, top Iowa runner, um, male and female. That's uh, like an amateur runner. Is that is that the way best way to say it? Right, and actually, we offer resident offer, resident. Of, Right. Right. So we have the top. Yes. And as addition to our two elite athletes that win overall male and female, they get the trophy as well. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So those uh, uh, first responders and uh, emergency personnel, they got to be training pretty hard. Have you been seeing those on the VIX at six runs (laughs) then uh, trying to get ready? (laughs) We we have. (laughs) Yes. And, and which is a challenge because their job is, is a hard job to begin with. So to find the time to train as well for, for a race, we, um, a lot of, a lot of respect goes to those folks. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. And you've got this, uh, and you're catering to, you know, high schoolers as well. Um, you've got a a chance to win a thousand dollars for their high school, um, for the for the uh, for the group of runners that uh, is, is is fastest uh, for male and female, so right? It's that, Actually, funny. it's kind of a team. One athlete wins it, but then their money oh, okay. is donated to their high school, and okay. it is yep. And then it's an award that does not affect their eligibility, and we've had all ages it's not so it's incoming freshmen are eligible up through graduating seniors okay so that i imagine is very competitive every year um has it been spread out among the winners for for the high schools has it been i'd have to go back and look we've had i'm going to say yes i know that we've had um the herd family has done quite well they've uh had quite a few winners from their families um i could there they are yeah um we got a handful of spotters to help us with this because it is it is intense and obviously they come across the line quickly and granted we have professional timers but we also want people to let them know you know hey lance you're in the running for the high school challenge stick around stick around i think so it's exciting do the do the participants usually wear their high school gear, uh, high school uh, singlets? Um, is that usually... they do? Yep. And then their bib, their race bib, um, has a unique identifier to help them help us know that they are part of the high school challenge. Okay, they have a special bib. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, for sure. Then you can kind of know that uh, that they're coming. So, um, right. And then you've got, uh, this is another great thing you've got going on. Uh, you've got the all city challenge. Um, and that's finding out, uh, which city is fastest. Um, 
And, yes. Uh, and and this is awarded the uh, the traveling Nancy Capheim Memorial Trophy. I know Nancy was just instrumental uh, with with running uh, in the community. Um, such a such a legend um, before her untimely passing. Um, so this is this is a nice way to honor her. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Anyone that that ran in the Quad Cities, be it for our race or the Quad Cities Marathon, would see Nancy. And she was such an encourager um, and a beautiful human being. So it is I'm glad that we can honor her legacy with this traveling trophy. Yeah. And it's the five fastest men and women from each city. So um, so that's nice that um, you're going to give that to the winning uh, mayor of each uh, of each city. So that's nice. Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, and it wouldn't be you know a Bix Bix uh, seven without the without the junior Bix the night before. That's a that's a, a crazy event. Uh, so much energy <laughs> with the, with so much energy with the young kids. Um, it's just a fantastic event just to get everything started for the weekend. Um, uh, that that thing is really um, just grown into such a great event as well uh, for many, many years it's been going on. It has. And that's a testament to our conic, uh, you know, who used to be Alcoa, our title sponsor for this event, um, 20, 25 okay. years. They have helped us, encouraged us, lifted it up. They've um, helped us develop a, a category for special needs where children, if they need a buddy, and need help running or someone to be alongside them, perhaps in a wheelchair or walker, we can do that. Or their parent is welcome to be with them. So children of all ages and ability can run with the best and, yeah. and do that on Friday night. The, the distance is based on age and we do it in waves based on age. So on one street, you've got your crawlers through age five. On the other street, you've got your six through 12 year olds and it's fun it's exciting and if if you're like man i just don't know if i want to run come down and watch the junior becks and that will just get you pumped up and yeah. all excited for sure yeah it's it's a it's a wonderful event for sure you know all the all the families get out and just a, just a great way to start things off um so the elite fields um is our are we looking at just pretty much Americans because of the travel restrictions here in the, you know, I know, um, I know not the at path. all, no, not at no. all. Right now we've got, okay. um, we've got around 30 athletes. Um, three of them are past champions. Four of them are past Olympians. Right. I've, I'm looking here. I've got Canada, Ethiopia, Kenya, Algeria, the U S um, not all athletes were able to leave the U S um, when the pandemic hit, some of them have been here. And so we, we have a strong field. Okay. Um, we, we had, we had some Olympic hopefuls that because of travel and when they need to be at the village, weren't able to do the Bix, but initially we're planning to, um, yeah. So our field looks good. And as you know, names and, and such change right up until the end. So I'm not at liberty yeah. to to list them, but it, it'll be a strong field. When will those come out uh, officially? 
Friday. Friday. <laughs> I didn't know if you, had a, if you had a press conference or something like that. Um, you know what, Lance, I can connect you with that. We have a media guide okay. and John Tope, okay. who is our lead athlete coordinator, does communicate that. Okay. Um, we'll make sure you have that information. Okay. Well, John, yeah, I work with him through the IMT Des Moines Marathon. So. In Des Moines. Yeah. Oh, isn't Oh, with Chris. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to Chris yeah. there in Des Moines. So, okay. So it looks like a really good field. Uh, what kind of, in the, in the past, I know you've given away uh, like $10,000 and, uh, and a car. What's, uh, what do the winners get this year? <laughs> what, what are we looking at? Here? That's, that's great. I should have that number memorized. Um, it is, it is shuffled around here somewhere. Price purse looks a little bit different because we are still um, recovering from a pandemic year. And like all organizations, we are, we're watching our bottom line and we're, we weren't able to have as big of a prize purse as we had in 2019, but is okay. still very respectable. And when we, when we share that information with the elite field, um, it, um, it didn't matter, so to speak. People are ready to run and yeah. it'll be well worth their while. They just want to race. <laughs> Absolutely. And part, of, and part of the beauty of the Bex, you know, we, our tagline is run with the Bex. So we, we do promote and help support the sport of running, elite athletes. We are a prize, a world-class race that has a, a, a respectable prize purse. But it's also a race where walkers and the average runner can be on that same course. And because we're out and back, when you're going up the street or on Kirkwood, and you see those elite runners coming back. What an experience. You know, what an opportunity to be on the same course as Olympic athletes right here in Davenport, Iowa. It's really fun to see them uh, run by. It's, uh, it, it, they're just going so fast. And it's, it is amazing uh, watching them uh, being on the other side uh, of the median uh, going up there. Uh, so um, I guess uh I guess we should probably talk about the, uh, the post-race party. Um, uh, your Chick-fil-A sandwiches are just amazing. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it, it really puts it over the top for me. I mean, that's, that, that's I, you one, know, right. One, so we, <laughs> one big reason that keeps bringing me back every year. Chick-fil-A. Well, we are so grateful. I tell you, Walmart goes above and beyond providing product for a post-race party as you know, um, Snapple and Chick-fil-A, 7G, Whitey's Popsicles. There's something for everybody. And we call it the biggest post-race bash in the, in the Midwest. There's just so much that's included. Um, so if you're over 21, make sure you get a yeah. wristband if you want to yeah. frequent beverages in a can, so to speak. Chick-fil-A sandwiches right. hot off the grill. And then those whitey popsicles, right? I don't know what's the, in the great. lead, root beer or cherry, but they're they're ice cold, and then they got just a little bit of melt going to them, right? So they, oh, they're yeah. nothing better than running <laughs> seven hot miles and having a popsicle. That's right. That's I know sure. people that run the quick fix just so they can get down in line for these items before the people come back from seven miles. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a good time. People keep lining up for them. Uh, wow, yeah, the, the post-race party is, is great. If you haven't run the, the Big 7, I encourage you to get over there. It's, uh, I, have, I have a friend who um, you know, had never run 
uh, in it before, and now I've got him hooked. Uh, he's 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 going every year now because just because it's such a huge event, and uh, and it's just it's it's just great to run you know with twelve thousand, fifteen thousand other people. Um, it's uh, you just don't get that in Iowa uh, normally. I I appreciate that. And do I understand that there's a certain um certain person who has a birthday on July 24th uh, this year? That would be me. Yes. I'm, <laughs> so I'm so, so I'm going to try to make it special by running a really fast time. Yeah. Well, yeah. happy early birthday. Yeah. Um, so. All good stuff. Lance, I appreciate the opportunity to talk that about is, our race. That is my birthday. Yes, for sure. Um <laughs> So um, this is a really nice thing you're doing. Uh, active military uh, duty uh, and reserve forces are, are going to get free entry. Um, that's courtesy of the Isle Casino Hotel Bettendorf. That's just a really nice thing that you're doing for uh, veterans, uh, military members. Yes, sir. We've been doing that, I want to say, for at least five years. Um, yeah. Active duty military, active duty reserves in-person race and virtual. So last year and this year, because we still have our virtual component of the race, military personnel can participate. And we are, we're thankful for the opportunity to offer this. And we are thankful for the service of not only our military, but their families as well. Okay, all right. Um, so uh, you, uh, people might not know this, but you, um, Studied uh, at the Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin La Crosse. Uh, studied exercise and sports science. So, so you really know your, uh, you know, you really know your exercise um, uh, science. Uh, you really know all this, uh, a lot of this uh, background. <laughs> being, wow! Being yes. Running science. UWL. I got my undergrad and yeah. my master's there as well. You do your research, so, Lance. So yeah, yeah so, so you really. Uh, and you're a, an avid runner yourself. Um, I, I think you mentioned already that you try to get in your run every morning. So um. I do. I try. I've done all of the Quad Cities marathons. Um, I've done Chicago twice. I've done Ironman Wisconsin, Quad Cities triathlons here in, in Davenport. And these days I, I work out at the Y in the morning with friends, try to try to keep a healthy balance between working out and balancing family and life. You've jumped into triathlons too, even. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, you know, sometimes you got to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> is that, is that the, was that harder training for you or harder training than, uh, than a marathon? Um, actually, I think it's, it's parallel. I mean, you need to have time management to make it work. But if you've got a short attention span or you just want to do something different, I think it's great cross training. You know, adding the swim and bike to your run, I think it makes you a stronger athlete all around. And it's an opportunity to meet and be with um, new and different people as well. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you're from Onalaska, Wisconsin. How'd you, how'd, how'd you, how'd you end <laughs> up in toppers. Iowa? Gold Hill Toppers. Yeah. So, how'd you yeah, end up in I, Iowa then? When I was interning on my master's, I came to the Quad City Thunder, which was a CBA yeah. continental basketball team here in um, the Quad Cities. And so I had the opportunity to intern here, fell in love with the town, 
few years later, uh, fell in love with a man who is now my husband of 22 years and um, was have been very fortunate with life experiences to stay and, and build a life and career and family here. Okay. How, uh, how, how difficult was it to, to, to leave your uh, job at St. Paul then? Um, was, it, uh, was it a tough, tough so separation? Yeah, so to, to leave St. Paul was extremely hard. And I say that because for the, for the 11 years that I worked there, I was... ...do both. And when I knew that I, I could not do both because this job here, you know, deserves full attention, it was hard to leave those connections. And I, I miss the families. I miss the children. And when you think about it, the pandemic happened shortly after leaving such that we weren't able to see each other in person as you normally would on a Sunday. So it's just recently that things have opened up and we can come back and see each other and that will help. Um, but it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it certainly is when you built up those connections. Um, now I know you have a teenage daughter. Um, she's 16. Um, is she <laughs> taking up running like you? My, uh, my, uh, yeah, I'm so, <laughs> my children are, I, I love our children so much. I have a son who just graduated from high school and our daughter just turned 16. She'll be a junior and both of them have their own interests and desires. Um, they appreciate the sport of running. Both of them have been involved in track in the past. And right now they're, they're okay. enjoying their summer. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> like my kids. Yeah. Well, I think you're my first guest that, uh, uh, that I've had that like me has teenage kids. So, uh, so it's <laughs> nice to, to talk to somebody else who has teenagers and can, uh, I can relate. I used to joke that, you know, think back to when your kids were to younger. <laughs> right. Well, there should always be an age group award for parents with young kids because you're working on just a few hours of sleep. Right. So right. maybe we should add that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so your son just graduated, you said, so where is he? What's, what's he going to end up doing? Then? Yeah. So he just graduated from high school and we, we are just celebrating life as it is right now and we'll explore those opportunities okay. later on okay all right well maybe uh, have, 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 has either one of them run run the bex before they have run the junior bex okay yes and because my husband and i both work race morning um we weren't able to help facilitate them running the course actually the day of the race so okay yeah Okay. So um, you've, you probably uh, meet with the city and have all these committees. Uh, how many committees do you have with, within, the, within the Big 7 race here? How many, how many meetings do right. you have? Oh, so <laughs> we, have, we have around 150 committee chairpersons. Oh, and they then organize and head up captains and volunteers so we have around 5,000 volunteers um, you know give or take on an anniversary year or a normal year 
And those committee chair people, many of them have been doing their role for 15, 20, 25 years. And the knowledge, the experience, the commitment and dedication that they bring is unparalleled. I, I am in constant awe and admiration when I have the opportunity to speak with our committee chairs in person. And then when I get to meet a volunteer, you know, through race weekend, it, it truly, it gives me goosebumps, Lance, because the, the unselfish commitment and, um, so thankful, so thankful for the volunteers. Well, it's every year that they're doing it, you know, there's no break, you know, it's, uh, you know, in the, in the fall, you're back planning, I'm sure, again, you know, but, uh, take a few months off and then you're back uh, in, in the fall going through things again, uh, what to do with the race. It, so. it does. We, we try to plan, you know, 12 to 18 months in advance. So, mm. well, that's, that's really important. Kind of change things a little bit. Um, but normally we try to plan that far in advance, but you're right. Once the race is done. We try to take a take a a week to tie things up, a couple weeks actually, and and then we take a vacation with our kids before school starts, and then we're back at it. And you're back going again. So uh, so if I've gotten people interested in the race, um, how much time do they have to enter? Um, either the they, quick bit, the the two mile, or the regular seven mile. They when have the- until midnight on July twenty third. But I would highly, highly recommend people registering before that um, for many reasons. Number one, it helps with our planning. And because it is a unique year and volunteers are, are um, just, we're so thankful. The sooner we have a more ideal number of who's going to be out in the course, the better it will be for them. And if you register up until midnight of Friday, that means Saturday morning, you have until 7.30 in the morning to get to the expo and pick up your packet. No race day registration, but we do have that one hour that you can pick up your packet. As far as the junior bics for the kids, they can do that up till 6 p.m. on Friday night. But keep in mind that the race does start at 6 and it's in waves. So I would, you know, maybe by 5 o'clock on Friday night. Okay. Okay. Big7.com is where people can register. Yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, website to, to mention for sure. Um, so um, a lot of races are down. I just ran in, in one in Ames over the weekend. Um, it usually gets 1,500 to 2,000. They only have 500. Are you kind of feeling that as well, that people are just not ready quite yet to go out and, and run and be amongst people? That's a good question, Lance. So we announce our final numbers race morning. But what I can tell you, um, because we, we look at the numbers every morning, when I look back to 2019, we are within, as of yesterday, 23 people less than where we were in 2019. Oh, wow. So I know, I know, I hear the numbers. It's I hear we're doing, we're looking great. Um, You're bucking yeah. <laughs> well, and again, that's a testament to our, to the running community and to those that are supporting the BIC. So thank you. We've still got room. Keep on coming. Okay. <laughs> We've still got room. Well, you do a great race, uh, Michelle. Um, do you have any advice for people who come up to you and say, 
I'm doing, I'm doing this race for the first time. What's your advice? Because Brady Street Hill, there, there is nothing like it. I've never seen a race that starts with a 400 meter hill <laughs> straight up uh, with about a 7% grade. Um, yeah. what, what, what can you tell people? Well, I'm going to start by saying there's always the option of a quick fix. So when you get to the top of the hill, you decide right then and there, do you want to turn and go back down and just do a two mile or you want to, you know, continue for the seven? That's number one. The second thing I'm going to tell you, come out and have fun. Whether you're running it hard or you're walking it, this race is about fun. The third thing I'm going to say, give it your best. Whatever that may look like that morning, give it your best. And then you're going to finish that race feeling awesome. Um, it's a tough course. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, um, it but, uh, you know, 10,000 people lining up at the start line can't be wrong. So it is uh, Runner's World just listed us number 17 on, you know, most iconic road races that you got to do. So Runner's World, you know, yeah. I've. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not higher, actually, um, honestly, because it, it is a phenomenal race. Well, I appreciate that. It's, um, yeah, and I think people, I know that a lot of folks are, are signed up for fall marathons. The fall schedule is, is thick, a lot of opportunities, seven miles in July. It's a perfect training run if you're doing even a half or a full in the fall. This is a great, either a temple run or just a, a long, slow distance. Put us into your training program. And what people have to remember is what goes up must come down. The last <laughs> mile is fast. So you finish fast and you have a great feeling going into the finish line. So You do. Fast. And remember, when you turn on 3rd Street, you still got to go. It's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you still yeah. got a way. You still got a so, 400 meters to go. Yeah. So gotta, but the crowd, the crowd support. I know we didn't. Well, let me touch on that real quick. The whole yeah. streets are lined. Crowds, bands. We have. I think 30 bands, I'm, I'm looking for someone to give me the head nod, at least 30 bands, cheer sections, crowd. I mean, so th there is for not a quiet, miles, yeah, for the whole seven miles. Yeah. So there's not a quiet spot one on every, the race course. One every quarter mile. Then. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's, um, it is a party from the start to the end. It is a world-class road Rolling race. Party. Rolling party. There you go. I like that. I may use yeah, that, Lance. You got to use that. Rolling party. <laughs> it's mine it now. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just did my last hill workout for this race yesterday. So I am ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to challenge the hills. So I hope wonderful. Uh, all the other Bix runners are as well. I wish you the best of luck, Michelle, uh, during this next hectic week. Thanks for, uh, thanks for squeezing me into your busy schedule. Thank you for the opportunity, Lance. I wish you and all your listeners the best. Have a great summer, and we'll see you at the start line July 24th.